You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Bachelor in Paradise and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 250. 250. We're a quarter of a way to a thousand podcasts. I don't know if I'm going to get to a thousand podcasts. That means I'll be podcasting for. So it's taken me about four and a half years to do 250. So what are we looking at? 18 years? Hmm. I don't know if I'll be podcasting for the next 18 years. It's possible, I guess. Anyway. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a great show for you this week. CJ Franco from F-Boy Island, one of the three women who was on the show and ended up choosing a guy in the end, and we will get the status of that relationships later on in this podcast. A couple things I want to talk about before we get going. A few things, just some housekeeping stuff to go over. If you missed it on Monday... If you haven't heard me talk about it, if you're sick of me talking about it, I don't care. I was the first customer at the Olive Garden on the Las Vegas Strip. I'm pretty proud of that. That can never change. Nobody can ever say that they were the first customer at the Olive Garden on the Las Vegas Strip, except for me. I documented it when I was outside waiting an hour, although that video cut in and out. It's on my IGTV. But then once I was inside and I sat down and ordered and they presented me with a t-shirt that says, I love pasta, that is on my IGTV if you want to check that out. But it was, (laughs) I mean, look, I changed my flight for it. I was supposed to leave at 9 o'clock Monday morning and I changed it when I found out that was the day that they were opening. Because I had heard for a year and a half they're building an Olive Garden on the Strip, but I never knew when it was going to open. I'd always told myself, I will make a trip out of it when they do, because I want to be the first customer. And it just so happened when they made the announcement two weeks ago that I was going to be out there that weekend because that trip was booked back in June. And uh, yeah, it was great. They were probably a little weirded out by the fact that, because a couple of them came up to me and said, I heard you waited an hour out there. Yes, I did. So that was fun. Uh, What else is going on? Bachelor Nation World. Yesterday, you saw me retweet it. Us Weekly broke the news. Matt James going to be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars, which begins September 20th. So my guess is he is probably starting to practice right about now. And he shaved his beard because he got X amount of followers on a cryptocurrency Instagram account or Twitter account. He said if he got to a certain number, he'd shave it. And he did. Good for him. But he'll be on it. So he's not going to win. But I think he should do fairly well just because he has a following. One thing that I brought up yesterday in my reader emails, I don't know how many of you read all of them or just skim it or whatever, but I think it was on the very first page of emails, which would have been page two. I'm hearing that there's not going to be a reunion show for Bachelor in Paradise. And if you ask why, I don't know the reason why. Again, I'm just hearing it. It certainly could change. Maybe I heard wrong. But that was the word going around that nothing has been told to anybody from that was on this season. Hey, we need you back to film a reunion show. So I guess that could change. 
But I do want to point something out as well, which goes kind of hand in hand with this that I brought up in reader emails yesterday when someone asked me, hey, you mentioned at the beginning of the season you were hearing September 10th for the date. How are they going to do that? Where are they, you know, where, where they're at in filming right now? That's 10 days away. There's no way they could finish by then. Look, again, I said I heard September 10th. I, that was never a set in stone date. So, um, yeah, it certainly looks like they're not going to be finished filming in 10 days. The other thing is, I don't know what happened with, with hometowns. Because before the season, again, I heard the plan was that they were going to travel to people's hometowns and do regular hometown dates this year. I don't think that happened. I mean, if it did, they did a hell of a job of keeping it private. And I just don't think there's any way they could have went to four different hometowns for families and none of it got out. So, and then I was thinking back to the last few seasons, like this show, because they're in the 43rd season of the franchise, they got to change things up. And in recent seasons, they've had, you haven't had your standard, hometowns obviously with the bubble the family's been coming to them last season you know we start hometowns and michael eliminates himself so there's technically only three and they're brought there so i i don't know if we even have four guys in a hometown i haven't heard that we haven't but i haven't heard that we have i haven't heard anything about filming since the last thing i posted on it which was what i think um was it nate's one-on-one date his second one-on-one date is that the last thing i posted that's the last thing I've heard. So I'm not sitting here claiming I know I, I don't know anything, at least not yet. But we got to, you know, this show will end and there's going to be a month before the first episode airs. So I'm sure I'll hear some things before then. But as of right now in filming, I don't know where they are in terms of what episode. I don't know if it looks like we should be. Let's see. They should be on overnights right now, so maybe they would finish by the 10th. If they do overnights on three consecutive days, like starting, I don't know, tomorrow? Uh, next day, you go... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to do this in my head. I'd rather not do it in my head because I will I know a lot of you will hold me to it. And I'll just... Hey, look, I don't know. I don't know when they're finishing up this season. It's got to be within the next couple weeks, I would think. But, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, we're... Getting ready to, you know, the Bachelor announcement. I know you guys all want to know when that is. I have no idea when they're announcing the Bachelor. And I know you want to know who the next Bachelor is. I haven't heard anything different from when I was told that they were looking at Greg and it was going to be him. I haven't heard anything different. If I do, I'll let you know. But that's where we're at with Bachelorette, Bachelor filming. One thing I did hear, again, I heard this, (laughs) that they... I had I had originally said, I think, before they started filming Michelle's season, that I heard The Bachelor was going to film a little bit later. They were going to film kind of on the same time frame as Matt's last season. I think Matt's first night of filming was October 10th. I'm hearing they're going back to a regular Bachelor schedule, which is around September 23rd, which is when they usually do it, you know, pre-pandemic, but... Gosh, that means that they would literally leave Michelle's season and go straight to setting up for the next Bachelor. That seems a little early. I'm still trying to get word on that. It could be that that's the date that I heard of pe- of the women leaving, and then they probably have to quarantine for five to seven days, however they're doing it. So maybe it's still starting, you know, early October. So I will try and get all that sorted out for you. But um, that's that's the latest that I'm hearing on bachelorette which is really nothing i don't have an updated 
update for you on who's left on Michelle's season and where exactly they're at. The one thing that I did post earlier this week was they are going to film the overnights and final rose ceremony down in Mexico, in uh, Punta Mita, Mexico, which is close to where they film Paradise. So that's the latest on that. But with all that said, um, there's one thing in this podcast that um, I didn't know the answer to and neither did CJ. And that was when we were recording, that was the same, when we recorded this two nights ago, that was the same night that Sarah, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, announced on her Instagram live where she was donating the $100,000 towards, what charity she was donating it towards. I thought CJ knew for some reason, but she I think she was told, but she didn't want to say it and be wrong, and I didn't know. So I will tell you that, um, for those that didn't see Sarah's thing, she's donating it to Thorn, which is um, an anti-human trafficking organization that um, addresses sexual exploitation of children that was started by Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore. So that's where her charity is going, $100,000 that she donated. So very good for her. I'm glad she did that, and I wanted to give it a plug on this because when you hear it later on in the podcast, CJ and I are both like, oh, well, I missed it. Um, I I didn't see what Sarah said, and CJ didn't either. So that's where the money is going. It's going to Thorn. But without any further ado, let's get going with podcast number 250. All right, let's bring her in. She was one of the three women featured on the first season of F-Boy Island, which ran its last f- four episodes a couple weeks ago. It is CJ Franco. CJ, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, we got a lot to talk about here uh, in regards to F-Boy Island, which was the summer hit, I, I should say. <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, but before we get into... What happened on the show and all the little things you can tell us. Let's get a little bit of more background on you yourself. One thing that I did that did jump out to me when the cast was first announced was the fact that you were clearly more well known than Sarah and Nakia. And just looking at Instagram followers, you had 500,000 followers already when the show started versus Nakia and Sarah. Sarah was under 10, and I think Nakia was under 15 or 20. So, um, Give a little more background on yourself. How did you get that following? Um, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Just stuff like that. <laughs> well, I grew up in Santa Cruz, California, which is like a hippie surf town. I have really young parents. My dad was, I think, like 16 when I was born. And then he was 17. He came out of the closet being gay, which is amazing. So I just grew up with, you know, you can like men, you can like women. I'm super open-minded and really grateful to have young parents. Um, but they did encourage me to be really ambitious and to move out young and to start my life. And I moved to L.A. and I started modeling, which um, turned into social media because basically I just I had content and no one else did. Yeah. So, so when when you when you sat on the show, I think it was in the it was in the second or third episode. I think you were talking to Casey and you told um him that uh your gay dads would love him so you so you referenced it so you were raised by so your dad obviously once he came out when you were a year old he ended up being in a relationship after that so you were raised mostly by them or was your mother in the picture you know mom's really upset about this comment oh 
<laughs> Mom's pretty pissed. Um, no, I grew up mostly with my mother. Um, but my dad and his partner, Dennis, Anthony and Dennis, they kind of provided that dynamic of what a healthy relationship should be. Mm. And they taught me so much about how to respect myself, how to ask for the things I want. Um, that it doesn't make you demanding or bitchy or rude to be direct or to be assertive or to set boundaries. And so when I referenced them in, in the show, I was talking to Sean about how he was a Chippendales dancer and he felt like there was a stigma attached to that. And he was a little bit like shy about it. And I was like, I think that's awesome. And my gay dads would also think that's awesome. Okay. There was Sean that you were talking to about it. Gotcha. Yeah, I forgot, yeah. I forgot who it was. Um, well, so talk about a little bit about your relationship history pre-show, because obviously going on to a show like this, which, you know, having spoken to Sarah and we have now known that you guys didn't even know what the title of the show was until <laughs> closer to the end of filming. Like you had no idea that you were signing up for this. Um, so in your relationship history, um, how many serious relationships did you tend to to date F boys in the past? Um, I think when I was younger, I mean, I moved to LA, I was like 19 or 18. I had to learn the hard way and dating people that were more flashy or, you know, more exciting. Um, and I learned really quickly that, you know, you can never date anyone in the music industry. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's never a good thing. No, it's never good. Never. never so good. is is that where a lot of your relationships were? You were dating a lot of musicians. I think that's where I started out. Mm. Um, I started out dating a lot of musicians, music producers. No one I care to give a shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they taught me a lot, and they taught me that sometimes someone will mistreat you, and you'll feel the need to like earn earn their love. And it's just, it's just toxic. And it's also fulfilling something that you're probably missing from your childhood. You're probably repeating like some kind of trauma, have some daddy issues. And I never wanted to be the kind of girl that gave off daddy issue vibes. Mm. So I pulled that shit together quick. Do you think you were at one point? Mm, I think, I think I was. Yeah, I think I was. Hmm. Well, in in that industry, obviously, um, if I read correctly, weren't you in either a video or videos, multiple videos in your earlier 20s? Did I read that correctly? Or is that Nakia? <laughs> Am I mixing you up, Nakia? <laughs> video, like music videos? Yeah. Sure. You were in some. Okay. That's what I thought I read. Sure. Okay. I mean, that goes hand in hand with modeling. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, so when this show came around or how did you get on this show? Were you recruited? Did someone like Sarah said she was just contacted on Instagram? How did you go about getting contacted for this? My therapist, I was making too much progress and they were like, we need to set you back. You didn't <laughs> want to lose me as a client. Seriously? That's how you get cast on the show. <laughs> Amazing therapist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so when you did this or when that happened or when you were going through the process, 
having spoken to Sarah. And she said, like, yeah, I didn't really know what it was. And she was obviously a late cast. She said she got her ticket two days before she left. Um, what were you thinking in terms of what you were getting yourself into? How was it explained to you? Like, what did you <laughs> think you were going to be a part of? Um, a show about, uh, a, what was it? Are you a woman that has it all? <laughs> Are you done with the players? Hmm. Um, looking for something real, something, I don't know, so, something like that. I thought I was getting myself into a, a tragic situation, but I just didn't know how tragic yeah, I was going to say, you, until, you, <laughs> until you get there and then it starts filming, you're like, okay, this is a little bit, uh, this is a little bit interesting. Um, <laughs> who was the, if you could, I, I, I don't remember who you gave your bla- bracelets to when the show first started on that first cocktail party where it's just like first impression bracelets and whatnot. Um, I don't remember who you gave your first three to, but off the top of your head, were there anyone, who jumped out to you right away? When you saw the guys from across the pool, who immediately jumped out to you? It was Peter because he's hot. It was Jamie because he was dressed in a blazer in like 100 degree weather. Yes. And I love a guy that will suffer for me. <laughs> and it was Casey because he was hidden in the back and he seemed like he wasn't um, someone that was going to push his way to the, to the front. And I liked that. Yeah. Um, and clearly from the get go, Casey was a guy that you connected with. It was obvious to everybody. It was almost seeming like if three guys weren't, if three new guys weren't brought on, like this was going to be the CJ and Casey show because it was just <laughs> so much time being shown of you and Casey's time together. And, you know, they showed you with other guys, but it seemed like when you were with Casey, there was a clear, obviously, attraction on both sides, and you guys were certainly into each other. But you know, I hate to go, you know, I'm going back to the Sarah interview again, and something that she talked about which is your guys' journal where you guys pretty much had every guy on the show pegged as a nice guy or F-boy. Like, you weren't fooled by anybody. You guys knew that Casey was an F-boy. You knew Garrett was an F-boy. You had labeled everybody pretty much, and you knew. Um, so, with that said, like, how did you know Casey was an F-boy? Was, this, was there things that he was saying to you that we didn't hear, or you just got the sense? He was friends with Garrett. Oh. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> Come on. Open your eyes. Yeah. He was friends with Garrett. And I got actually a comment um, earlier today from somebody on one of my posts, and they summarized it so well. They said that Casey's sticking up for somebody who is lying and deceiving women was an issue. And if he didn't see that being an issue, it it was it's setting women back. Hmm. It's not like your loyalty as a friend is more important than treating women with respect. And as a society, as reality TV goes, like women have not always been treated well. And we were just starting to make that progress. So to go back to that bro culture, the bros before hoes is super, super toxic. And I didn't know how to articulate it properly. And I also didn't want to, you know, put anyone down or label anybody. But I think that was a really great way to explain it because you can't set women back like that and have me support you. 
Well, obviously, the the Garrett and Casey bromance was obviously an underlying theme throughout the season. I mean, they they went out of their way to show us how broy these guys were and how much they hung out, and it it almost seemed like you know they knew each other pre show, and if they didn't, they connected so well once they got there. It almost seemed like they were playing a game the whole time. Like, hey, let's see how far we can go in this, and let's you know say what we need to say <laughs> to get as far as we can. That was the impression I think that a lot of viewers felt as well like they just they were just like this is too much these guys are too broy and i know that 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 graded on you right like you were not a fan of the garrett casey bromance all season no was not a fan i like i like the two peas in a pod i, I do comedy i do stand up yeah i enjoy two peas in a pod i think that's rad but the the stuff with Sarah and the the girlfriend and the comments that were made are unacceptable. In my opinion, that, that was, that was unacceptable. And that's not something I would tolerate in a partner. And even to have that as the extension of, as your friend is, is still unacceptable to me. So I think their bromance is a fun story and I think that's fun to watch. And I'm still happy for their ongoing relationship. I mean, genuinely I am happy for them. But as far as women and feminism go, like that it didn't it didn't do any anything good for Casey. So that had to have been a sticking point with you. Like I'm guessing that that constant his his constant friendship with Garrett throughout the season was it just losing him points with you? Like clearly you liked him, but it was almost <laughs> sounds like if you would if if Casey would have just said, you know what, Garrett, I I need to keep I'm interested in in CJ. I really want to win her over or I really want to be with her and us being so broy is is hurting that possibility. Like did that ultimately hurt Casey in the end um or was there other things as well? Well, I think that they saw a future together. I think it was easier for them to see a future together than to see one with either of the girls or any of us three girls. Mm. So you didn't so, and but did you you had to have told Casey this at some point. Like, you got to knock it off, right? Mm. With Garrett. Just like, or not knock it off, but just be like, hey, or is how can I take you seriously because you're so bro-y with this guy? I don't know. I think when someone shows you who they are, you, you got to believe them. And so you that's, so he was just showing you who he was, basically, by doing that. Yeah. So was he yeah. ever, but so... But he was telling you he was into you. He felt a connection with you when the double. Yeah, I believe that. I okay. mean, yeah, that was all real. That doesn't take away from any of the feelings being real. Like we had a really cool connection. He was my favorite person, you know, for the first few episodes. And it's unfortunate how things unfolded for him. But if that didn't happen, they wouldn't be together now. You wouldn't be together now. They wouldn't be together now. Oh, they wouldn't. Be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> him and Garrett. Um, okay, so when when they brought in the three guys, it was welcome. It was new Jared, and I can't remember who the third guy was. He, I think he was pretty. Jomar. Okay. Um, immediately, were you attracted to new Jared? Were you like, okay, this is my type, or did it take you a while to warm up to him? Um, he was definitely my favorite of the three. I was pretty excited about him, but my thing is, like, my girls come first, and I think 
Nakia had shown interest in him right away. Mm-hmm. And so I, I already had something going with Casey. I wasn't going to step on her toes to to get to new hot Jared. Oh, now it's new hot Jared. It's the new. Uh, let me throw that. In. I added the hot. Yeah, you added the hot. <laughs> um, so when that when it, when it fizzled with Nakia, it was okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue this. And look, as as to viewers, there's a lot of us that I think when we did find out that new Jared was a nice guy, there were people that I think were surprised because he does he kind of has a vibe of you know the confident, maybe over, maybe a little bit cocky. Which tends to get people to think um, F-boy. So you guys had pegged all the guys, like I said, in Sarah's journal. So you you knew right away that he was a nice guy? Or were there, you still had, was he he someone that you had questions about, nice guy or F-boy? Oh, I wasn't going to give him a shot. I thought he was an F-boy. Okay. So you wouldn't have given it, so you would have known you would have had two F-boys that, like those were the two guys that you were most attracted to in the house, clearly Casey and and New Jared. So, mm-hmm. um, just out of curiosity, by the way, because I ended up doing a little you know research on Jared and found out about the whole COVID thing, and he was playing football in China at the time COVID happened. <laughs> that's just a that's a crazy crazy story. Did you know that out there? Did you guys yeah. ever talk about that? Oh man, that never made it on air. That sucked. I wish more people knew about that. What what did he tell you? Or when did he tell you? What date was it? Do you remember? Um, he told me, I don't remember exactly when he told me he had mentioned it, but we didn't really have time to go too, too far into the details of it. And also it's like, who wants to hear about COVID? You know, it's just, it's been the topic of conversation for year and a half. How long? So I didn't realize how interesting his story was. I didn't get in depth with him until our overnight. Oh, okay. And did he Are you wait, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. It looked like it sounded like it cut out. Um okay, but yeah, it's just for those that don't know, New Jared was playing football in China. I believe the interview I read, he said it was like 5 to 10 minutes from where COVID was first discovered in Wuhan, and he was one mm-hmm. of the first people back to the United States that had to quarantine. He got back somehow. He was back and um you know, it was traced to Wuhan and it was just like, okay. And he had to quarantine for two weeks. He said it was a pretty crazy time. And, um, he was one of the first people. So yeah, the whole thing was kind of crazy. So it's so uh, interesting. I don't know. I like, I can't believe he's one of the first people. Yeah, I know. That's a, and how <laughs> random that he ends up on a reality dating show, you know, and just <laughs> obviously there were first, there were first people and it just so happened to be this guy. Um, pretty crazy. But so, so the show keeps going and you are, Obviously, debating between you know New Jared and um, and Casey, um, I just the overnight. Okay, so the overnight dates come about, and well, actually, I want to back up. I want to back up to the tell-all when the guys came at Casey as hard as they did, and Casey walked off the tell-all set to you know get a breather or whatever. What was going through your mind? Like, were you? Did you? Was did a part of you feel sorry for Casey that the guys were ganging up on him? Or were you like, well, if you did and said these things, this is what you get. Yeah. I don't think I felt sorry for him. 
I don't think that was my I don't think that was my mood. Okay. Well, he also did say some things uh, about you. Uh the, the escort comment. Did you ever find out if that was um was that legitimate that was that said or was it taken out of context and he said something similar? I I I can't imagine anybody would be thrilled with that comment said about them. I mean, come on. I'm a model. I live in LA. I've been called worse by better people. But it still didn't. So, I'm sure it didn't sit well with you, right? I I am pretty unaffected by people. People slut shaming is not um, unique to me. Hmm. That doesn't really do much. I'm I'm big on social media. I post sexy pictures. People say what they say. That doesn't hurt my feelings. I think what concerned me more was talking about his plans to take take the money and teach me a lesson. Or that he might have a girlfriend because I was really harsh on Garrett for having a girlfriend. Yeah. I said to Casey, if that was you, I would send you home. Now, all the guys are sitting there telling me that he has a girlfriend. Am I contradicting myself if I keep him? Yeah, you would be. But I don't yeah. think it was ever found. Did, did we ever find out? I, I mean, did you know anything post-show? What Did he have a girlfriend? Where, where did this rumor start if... If he never ever had one, where 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 were we with all that? I don't know. I don't really think it's my place to say. I don't. But I'd the, only be speculating. Okay, but the guy. But the reason it came up on the show was because the guys thought Casey did based on things that he said, or he told them he did. I don't even remember how the rumor got started on the show. It wasn't really very clear how anything came to be. It was just. Um, like all these things dropped at once. Hmm. It was like a paragraph of just terrible things that Casey has said or done. And, you know, my thing has always been like, I can work to anything. I like to see the best in people, but there, him and I had obviously spent more time than, you know, anyone else. Mm-hmm. And there was ample time to tell me any of those things or even that that was a rumor or even that he heard something and he had repeated it or just anything and he didn't get ahead of it. And in my line of work, things come at you, rumors come at you and you have to deal with yourself in a certain way. You have to conduct yourself in a certain way. And his reaction was to get up and leave, which you really just can't do. Yeah, obviously. <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, he ended up coming back, and you know that segment ends, and you're down to overnight dates, and you go on your first overnight date with New Jared. Had you convinced yourself in your mind that there wasn't really anything Casey could do on your final overnight to where you would end up picking him? Like, did you pretty much know after your first overnight with Jared, I- I'm picking him. I-, I really don't see any way Casey's gonna win me over on this last date, or. Were you open to it? Were you struggling with the decision? Uh, at I wasn't that point? struggling. Okay, so you knew. <laughs> you knew. I wasn't struggling. No, because it's Jared had treated me with respect. He had built me up. He had spoken so highly of me and encouraged me. And it's a tough experience. So to have somebody support you and try to make you better is the only kind of person that I need. If I had gone with Casey at that point, it, I would have just been delusional. 
No, yeah, I know. I get it. I mean, so you knew after your date with Jared that you were picking that you were going to pick him in the end. Yeah, Jared was perfect. Okay, so (laughs) the the thing is, you don't know um, what the twist is, and clearly. Mm If you knew before the final elimination, but that by picking a nice guy, you'd win a hundred thousand to split with him. Obviously, that doesn't change your mind at all. You were picking Jared. You clearly still would have picked him. But when you heard mm-hmm. that twist in the end, like as Sarah said, you guys did not know what the twist. You had to give your picks and lock your picks in before that night even happened. Then Nikki says, "Hey, if you pick a nice guy, you guys get to split the hundred thousand. However, if you pick a guy that's an F boy, if you pick your F boy, then um, th- you know the money changes to him and it's his decision." When you heard that twist, in the back of your mind, did you think that Casey, if you had chosen Casey, which you weren't going to do, but if you had chosen him, did you think he was picking you or the money? Me. You knew he was picking you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, completely. The The connection that we had is very real, but... It's it wasn't it wasn't just about that, you know? It's about being a couple and surviving in the world and having a real sustainable relationship. And if you can't get through a paragraph of harsh language, how can you get through a relationship? Even if I do trust him and believe that he would pick me over the money, it still doesn't make our relationship work. Yeah. Well, there's one thing that happened that obviously I don't think you knew about during filming, but obviously you found out about watching the show back. Which was after the overnight dates, Jared had made a comment to Casey when Casey came back, and he made the comment about, um, <clears throat> how's my dick taste? And I didn't know, like, first off, did you did you happen to know that before the episode aired? Did it ever, was it ever brought up? No. Okay, so when you saw it play out on TV, how the, how'd you react? How'd you, how did it make you feel? Well, that doesn't sound like a nice guy thing to say. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's why That's why I'm like, okay, when she watched it back, she probably was like, whoa, wait a second. I didn't know this happened. So I'm curious, like, how did you, uh, you were obviously with Jared at the time or, you know, you guys were together, not maybe physically together, but you, we had already, you know, this is, it had aired. You already filmed this. So when it airs and you finally see that, how does that conversation go? You don't have to get into details, but, like, did you ask him about it? Like, hey, why'd you say this? Yeah, super not thrilled. Because my, here's my thing. It's, the comment itself is, is kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but if it had been a man that had had a sleepover with two women, yeah. no one would ask that question. Yeah, exactly. And so to me... It's reading as sexist. It's re- it, it comes across very, very poorly to me. Um, and it's it, it, while it is a bit funny, it it has it sets us back, and that's the opposite of what my goal was. But I did for all the things that Jared did. He did one thing that I didn't like, and that it was that. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I, I yeah, I can't imagine you were thrilled. Hear, no. Hearing him say that. Hell no. He didn't tell you, he didn't happen to tell you that before the episode aired. Like he didn't give you a warning. Like, you know what? Hey, now that you picked me, I want to tell you something that, you know, you're going to see when it plays. But I told Casey that he didn't, 
You know, I think a lot of a lot of the guys were trying to forewarn a lot of things that possibly could have come out. And I think a lot of things didn't. And surprisingly, certain things did. So yeah. I think some tried to get ahead of the problems. Some didn't think it would come out. I don't I don't know. Yeah. So he it was probably a situation where maybe Jared just didn't think that was gonna air. And I was actually surprised that it aired, but I get why they did. I get why they put it in there, but maybe he just didn't think it was going to air. Um, real quick about the other two, Sarah, Nakia. Obviously, you've built probably a lifelong friendship with both of them, and um, you know they had their choices. You've already made it pretty clear on this podcast already <laughs> how you felt about Garrett. Um. Sarah's her own woman. She obviously can make her own picks, but I'm sure the three of you discussed before that final night, you know, who you were going to pick and why. When Sarah revealed to you guys, I'm going to pick Garrett, what w- what did you say to her as someone who clearly was not a fan of Garrett? She didn't actually say that. She she more so, like, made a sound. She was like, ugh. <laughs> And I, I was like, oh, you chose Garrett. <laughs> and so, but she had already made her choice. So it's not like she could have changed. You could have changed her mind about it. Did you say like, no. did you, were you just trying to be supportive? Like, okay. You know, look, Garrett came with a million red flags. And I think that a lot of, a lot of the shows focused on the relationships but I got to spend a lot of time with Garrett too. I got to have a, many conversations with him and he's really charming and he's very funny. Like, would I trust him with anything? A hundred percent. No, but he's a cool person to hang out with. And I can understand her liking him. And when someone has a crush on somebody, you, it's really hard to convince them there's anything wrong. They're their love blinders on. And what can you do? It's like, she kept choosing him he showed her red flags. What am I going to say? I'm gonna yell at her. I'm not her mom. Like, what am I going to say? Like, oh, the person you like is me. I can't say that. It's like, if the heart wants what it wants. And she's young. She's learning. Like, I learned by making terrible mistakes. Like, Garrett was probably a terrible mistake for her. So the other thing is, post-show, you have said... <laughs> You know, you wouldn't have handled it the way she did. You even said, I honestly would be in jail today if I was Sarah. I would not have handled things the way she did. Obviously, I'm sure you were exaggerating, but, um, you know, you've, so, I mean, you've made it clear. Like, you don't trust him, but he's a cool guy to hang out with. And it's like, whatever. You're not going to, you're not her mother. It's her, she's a grown woman. She can make her own decisions. And that's what she chose to do. Um, when the twist became we're taking the money away from Garrett and letting Sarah have it to give to charity, how would you feel about that? I was very happy. I honestly thought Sarah they were going to give Sarah the money. And if anything, I, only, I honestly thought they might double it. I thought they were going to give it back to her and say, we're giving you 200000 not even for charity. Just, hey, we're going to give you 200000 because we don't deserve, you know, he doesn't deserve the money. Um, that's where I was. Okay. The show, the show is like a social experiment. They've taken all these elements from different dating shows, different reality shows. They've mashed it in. It's, 
it's funny, but it's also a social experiment. Mm-hmm. And I think the the creator can be quoted saying that many, 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 many times. So if in the experiment they rewarded somebody for making a poor decision, how, how would that work? What would the message be? That... How does that empower women? How does that make women say, hey, we need to get treated better. It's not okay for men to put us down. It's not okay to get walked all over. It's not okay for people to cheat. It's not okay for people to lie. I'm sorry it doesn't fix shit. It, it, that would send the complete wrong message. To- I love Sarah and I wish you got the money, but I think that would send the wrong message to women. If she, if they would have given her the money, taken it away from yeah. her and given it to her. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I didn't really look at it that way. I just thought the tw- I thought that the twist in the moment I wasn't thinking that deep, and I wasn't thinking that far ahead of what the implications of it would be. I just thought when I when I heard Nikki say <laughs> "f boys don't deserve the money" or don't you know whatever she said the wording she used to take the money away from Garrett, I just thought they were going to place it back on on Sarah as a as more of an f you to Garrett, not a this is how women I mean, should be empowered. That's I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it went to a charity. I think that was an interesting choice that they made, but I was, I think that was a pleasant lesson. That's a positive. That's the most positive thing that they could have chosen to do at that moment. And Sarah actually announced tonight. I didn't see it. Um, You obviously probably know. So can you fill us in for those that didn't see Sarah's announcement tonight um, as we record this on Tuesday? Um, what was Sarah, where, what uh, charity is Sarah giving the hundred thousand dollars to? Um, I am not sure. I've been on back to back calls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could fill you in, but I've, I've been slammed. I'm like losing my voice from all those meetings I've been doing. Okay. No problem. I she will... told me what she was planning to do, but I, I, I don't want to speak out of, uh, out of turn. Okay. I will, um. I will uh, go look, and um, I think she ha- she probably has it saved somewhere. And I'll look and make sure that you know people know uh, what it is. But it is interesting because we know now that um, F Boy Island has been picked up for a second season, and as it should, because it was a really great social experiment, and um, it's going to be interesting. However, seeing how the first season went clearly they can't run back the same exact twists and turns because I'm assuming the people that are going to make it on next season will watch season one thinking, (laughs) okay, I need to know what to expect. I'm going to have to reveal midway through. Am I an F boy or I'm a nice guy? Um, I'm not really getting eliminated. I'm going to limbro or I'm going to the nice guy grotto. Um, the twist at the end, they can't possibly do that at the end because then why would anybody who gets to the end, why would any girl choose an F boy if she knows the money, is going to them and then ultimately going to a, a charity. Like, so that's what interests me about season two. I'm curious to see how they twist the ending because it can't be the same thing they just ran. No I'm way. super excited about season two. I think it's going to be better than season one, a hundred percent. Well, yeah, because you it's going to be it's going to be different. It's going to have to be different. Yeah. But that's what the that's what makes the show interesting. Is like. As soon as you thought you knew what was happening, they changed it, and they're going to change it again. I don't think the structure is set in stone. It's it's a comedic dating show. Yeah, it can't. They're going to do something super hectic. I don't. They're probably going to give the the f boys the money. 
<laughs> I mean, they can't do, they can't go into that and say and, and drop the same exact thing on the women uh, at the finale and say, yeah, if you pick an F boy, the money goes to him, and then because then we're gonna be like, well, then the guy already knows he's not gonna get it. So well, they might not reveal the F boy. There's so many things that they I don't even want to tell you because I have my own ideas. I want to hear. I'm, no, that's the I, thing. I, I want to hear your ideas. No way. I'm gonna pitch these to HBO. Oh, okay. So you're gonna, okay. Dream on. No, I was gonna say like I'm <laughs> I'm curious because I've asked my readers and listeners like what they think their thoughts should be if like you were producing the show. How would you switch it up for season two? Because we know it has to be switched up. They can't possibly. It's going to be so juicy. Yeah. It's going to be so, so juicy. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I did read in an interview that you said you would be interested in returning to the show, not as a contestant, but as like a mentor to, you know, the women next season. Do you think they would? Do you think that's a possibility? Um. Well, I do. I do. Because... They, they, a lot of the people came from The Bachelor. They're from other dating shows, and they like to bring back their former contestants. Yeah. And I think I have a lot to say. I might be too outspoken for them. Um, and I feel like I've learned I learned so many lessons from the first season. And I would love to be able to go and help the women in, in season two. I would think – I mean – Yes, you're outspoken, but I don't think that would prevent you. If they put it this way, if they wanted to bring either one of you or two of you or all three of you back just to give advice to the women who will be sitting in the positions that you were sitting in this season, I don't think that would be far fetched at all. Like I, I would almost <laughs> I would almost encourage it because like you said, a lot of the production team behind this show came from The Bachelor. They love bringing alumni back. What's wrong with bringing you know, CJ or Sarah or Nakia back for an episode to say, hey, just sit down with the women, talk and give them your input of how you your thought process during your season. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I hope they do it. I hope they do, too. It would be very it'd be very interesting to experience from a different perspective. Yeah, because going in, we didn't know exactly what the show was. Now, these girls are going to have an outline of what it could possibly be. And they're going to be a little bit more, I think, trusting of the process. So seeing someone more uninhibited go through that experience and, you know, hopefully come out with, with more couples, that would be amazing. Yeah. And I think, like you said, this was the first season. So obviously, and, and while the first season was good, it was still the first season they did. So you're obviously going to learn from the first season before you do a next season. You're going to take the good that you think happened in season one, try to incorporate it in season two, and the things that were maybe questionable or things that you want to work on, they can change that for season two. Clearly the twists and turns have to change because they're not, they can't run back the same show. But yeah, I think season two will be better because as a production team, you just you learn from whatever mistakes they feel maybe they made this season or how they ran certain things but yeah i, think I mean it's it. hbo's number one streaming reality show i don't know how many mistakes they made not mis- not negative mistakes <laughs> just like things that could change like i think I'll, I'll give you one of my thoughts here's here's how i would do it if i'm production this is just one tell me thought. tell me one thought um i don't think that they should have the guys reveal nice guy or f-boy mid-season i think that should be held off until the end I think that was a shocker. I think they probably did it just to to surprise us, but yeah. also because we were trying to get rid of those F boys. 
and we were to stop at nothing to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really thought that. I think next season they just hold off until the end, and maybe that's part of the twist. Like because you don't know, because like you and Sarah and Nakia all knew going into that final day, I have one good guy and I have one f boy. You didn't know what the twist was, but you knew the the whatever the label of each of the guys in your final two. If next season mm-hmm. it's the same thing and the women are sitting there at the end and they don't know the status of one of their guys and they make their choice, then it might make it a little interesting. Because if you let's say they choose a nice guy thinking, and they have the same rules. Like, Hey, if you choose a nice guy, you get to split a hundred thousand, but you don't know who your nice guy is. That can make it a little more mm-hmm. interesting. That would be a good, cause then that makes it more gamey. And it could look, it's, it's a fun game show. It's, it's, it's got way more comedy value than the bachelor and the bachelorette does. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's why it was so entertaining. They weren't trying to pretend like this was some, you know, just godsend reality show created where just the ultimate love story was going to be shown. Now you guys might end up, uh, you know, married someday and, and a love story will come of it, but they weren't selling it as like, Oh no, we've cornered the market on reality dating. Like they were in on the joke and that's the I best part that. of the show. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. But I went, I'm just going to say, cause I went in and since my very first interview, I said that I was fine ending up with F boy. I didn't have any reserves about that. It was never that I had to choose that because if you have a real connection with somebody, I think you'll go a lot further than the money will. And so you told, you told them you would have been fine with an F boy. I would have been fine with a great experience and a guy that I had a great time hooking up with on a fun show and fun adventures. And he took the money. I would have been fine with that. I think that you are a little bit different than probably a lot the other women that would go on the show in the future that you just have a different, you just have a different take on things, which is fine. Um, I think that's kind of refreshing because I, I don't think <laughs> that everybody would feel that way. That's in, that's in your position. I think people would have been like, I don't think Sarah was thrilled that Garrett turned on her and did that. Because he didn't build her up. If she had had a fabulous time with him the whole time and they had bonded and had this great experience and he had made her look really good and then been like, you know what? I don't think that we're going to pursue this in the real world. You're rad. Then it's like at least you've got to like you you you've got to feel that love. It's like what's the expression? It's better have loved and lost than never have loved at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, you can't create, like, the feelings that we had are, like, very real. And so if he had been making her look good and putting her up and, make, you know, making her feel good about herself the whole time and done that, I think it would have been a little different. Which he clearly didn't. I mean, here, here this guy was on his last final date with her, his overnight date, when they were sitting on the beach and he told this to Sarah. I'm like, Sarah, he tells you on the beach he could see himself with you post-show. And then literally days later... Might have been the next day uh, when you're at the final elimination. He tells you, yeah, I don't think I can see. I, I don't see it between us outside of this. It's just like, so clearly he lied to your face to win the game. Yeah. So. But Garrett was always competitive. <laughs> he was very, very competitive. I mean, Garrett was going to say what he needed to say. Yeah. But it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make him. It just. You, I mean, you, you game, know the reaction. But the whole, it's a game, though. 
I mean, from his perspective, I understand he played the game. No, he did. I just, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, the public reaction. To of course. You've, you've heard course. it. So, um, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I believe they're still together. Um, Nakia and OG Jared, are they together? Don't you think we would know if they were? Well, they did. A, the last thing I remember was the night before I the night before I recorded with Sarah, which was either two or three weeks ago. She had uh, Nikia had just done an Instagram live where she did it from her apartment, and Jared was with her and was sitting next to her, and they answered questions. So unless they've broken up in the last three weeks, I don't know. <laughs> but she did a whole Q and A with him for like an hour, and that was like two or three weeks ago. So that was the let. But I don't follow Nikia. So that was the last thing that I saw. So I don't know. And but three weeks ago, they were very like they were passionate. They were very passionate on the show. They were very outspoken. He said he loved her. I think that if that continued, everyone would know about it. Uh, I don't have any personal updates. I really can't speak on it. Yeah. But I mean, I think silence speaks volumes now. Well, I I didn't even know there was silence because I did I wasn't paying enough attention to their their social media. I follow you and I follow Sarah, and I just wait. Maybe I do follow Nakia, and I just haven't been looking, or maybe she hasn't been posting stuff. So yeah, I hadn't really thought about if there has been silence. All I remember was right before I recorded with Sarah, Nakia had yeah. done like an hour Instagram live where they sat there and they took questions and they kissed and he had his arm around her. But maybe it's died off since then. So. Because that wasn't very long you ago. Know, there's been, I, I, I will not go into this, but with all the guys, all the guys, every single guy, there have been so many rumors, so <laughs> much drama. Like, none of it's on camera. None of it's public. So many accusations. I've heard whispers of all kinds of things with everybody, everybody. Yeah. And I really, like, can't, I can't. Uh, push the rumors out but i mean it's pretty hectic yeah it's pretty hectic i've the only what was the one that i heard that somebody has a kid or something that was i heard that (laughs) i heard that one but i didn't know but everyone's i've got it sent to me a couple times like hey have you heard a rumor about an f-boy one of the guys has a kid or had a kid or something (laughs) and i'm like i didn't respond to it but they didn't mention a name, so I don't even know who that is referring to. You might know, just because you're more into more involved than I am. But, um, yeah, oh, I, I might know. Yeah, I don't. You know, I heard that, but I was like, I have no idea if this is true or not. This, is, I mean, this is just how rumors get started. So, um, mm-hmm. so we've talked about them. We talked about Sarah Garrett. That situation. How are things with you and Jared? Have you addre- you've addressed this right? I think I even read on what TMZ something. Jared spoke with TMZ <laughs> that you guys are. Uh, Things are going great between you guys? Things are going really well. Things are going surprisingly well. Like, I think a lot of times these reality shows make these couples. And there's a ton of pressure to to go and, and do things with him or be seen with him. For sure. Or to post together. But I feel like the only thing I can do is kind of pollute the relationship that we have. I'm so grateful that we came out of the show as a couple and that we've been able to maintain even long distance, a positive relationship. I'm very impressed by that. And I am 
you know, I'm, I'm not trying to jinx it. He's a very private person. I'm a little bit more out there yeah. with my content and everything, but I've never been one to post my boyfriends. I've never put my relationships out there because it only opens, it opens you up to dissect it or to get messages from people and get to part. And you know, who's not in the mood for that? Me. You. <laughs> no, I get it. I, yeah, there are people, especially when you're a couple from a, a popular reality dating show, because people followed your journey for 10 episodes, they feel like some sort of obligation that they have to know what's going on in new Jared and CJ's life. I mean, it's just the way it is for being on TV and they will probably get mad at you because you don't post enough. And if you don't post enough, that turns into, Oh, well, CJ and Jared must not be together because they don't post enough. And it's just like, I, I get it. It's gotta be tough to be in the position that you're I mean, in. I don't really care. I mean, I love, I love, I love the people that follow the show. I don't really care if people are upset. They can wait. When we're ready to to do something, we'll do something really, really cool, and we'll do it together. And, you know, just make sure the foundation is solid. Well, that's good to hear. You don't hear that a lot from reality TV contestant people because <laughs> it usually turns into, oh, they're just, you know, doing it for clout or whatever. You're someone that, I mean, like you said, you're out there you've been a model, your content is out there. You post a lot of, like, you don't need the content with, um, you're like, you're not doing this for content. You didn't go no. on this show. You don't need it. You're already, I mean, let's say you're already a public figure and pro and pretty popular. You were at 500,000 followers before you even went on this show. Most of the time <laughs> it's people that go on the show looking to build their brand and looking to build their followers. You've already got a shit ton. So, I mean, I'm sure the show helped and it got your name out there even more, but you didn't need this show to build what you were doing, correct? Mm, I definitely think it, it at least got, I think it showed people my personality yeah. more and, and it showed a lot more of how I am with women and that kind of, and I just think it's important that people see women supporting women in that way the guys i love the guys they're super hot super sexy but like i'm a girl's girl and i'm really glad that i gotta go and support sarah and nikia through their journeys uh regardless of the outcome well i mean i i want to say good luck to you and jared i'm glad <laughs> that you guys are building a foundation i think that's really cool it's cool to hear that because yeah there are people out there that because you don't post anything are questioning are these two even together? And um, but I had seen, you know, Jared made a comment to TMZ that things are, are good between you guys, and I'm sure it's not easy <laughs> doing the long distance thing. You know, I know you're in LA and he's in he's in Miami, right, or Florida, somewhere in Florida, right? Yeah, he's okay. in Miami. He's in Miami. Okay, so yeah, I mean, just that that part is you know a three thousand miles away probably isn't easy, <laughs> but uh, you know. Uh, you guys are making it work, so good for you guys. Because this show ended filming in like uh, what April, May? In April, yeah. In April, and here we are in uh, September, and you guys are Isn't still that together. Awesome? So yeah, congratulations on that, um, and Thank and you. good luck to you guys moving forward. I'm sure we'll see stuff pop up either on social or, like you said, you when you decide to do something, you'll put it out there and you'll make it really cool and probably pretty funny uh, because <laughs> because you have a comedic background. I think that's great. Um, <laughs> 
are you are you going to jump back into that like stand up or are you doing more uh skit stuff <laughs> what is your what is your comedic career looking like like what what's your ultimate goal do you want to be stand up your ultimate goal I mean, I love stand-up. I have a lot of respect. Like, Nikki Glaser is one of the OG, like, oh, yeah. best female stand-up comics. I could never <laughs> compare myself to to a Nikki, but I definitely think it's a passion of mine, comedy and, and skits. I've, I've been doing, we just finished a series on YouTube, um, Evil Little Brother, and it has, like, 30 million views. So I've been doing that for, like, a while now. And I think just pursuing more comedy, more hosting, just stuff that I get to be myself because that's when I have the most fun. Well, that's good. Um, where can people see that again? So you can, it's whose YouTube channel? Is it yours or is it someone else's? It's Twan. It's Twan's YouTube channel. Is that, who's that? <laughs> he's like, he's like one of the YouTubers with like Lele and Hannah Stalking and all that. Okay. I'm not a huge YouTuber, so I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't recognize the name right off the bat. So that's what you don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want. But I wanted to promote it for you. Like I, <laughs> this is so. That's who you need to go check out. And it's called. What's it called again? Evil little brother. Oh, I was going to say angry little brother. Evil little brother <laughs> on you. Evil little brother on YouTube, and it's a, it's a bunch of shorts. Um, comedic. It's it's an ongoing series. Ongoing series. Okay, comedic ongoing series. Gotcha. <laughs> um okay great cj thank you so much for coming on and doing this i know we were kind of back and forth today but i appreciate you finally doing this especially after a long day of interviews <laughs> um so thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it good luck to you and jared oh, and thank uh, you. we will be in touch thank you so much <laughs> talk to you later okay thank you so much to cj for that i know it was a long day for her we were supposed to record in the afternoon and then she was on the East coast and she had two other meetings that she had to, to do and interviews. So I'm glad we were able to finally, you know, nail it down and recorded this on Tuesday night. It was late for her. And, um, I appreciate her taking the time to come on and talk to me for a good hour, close to an hour. So I hope you all enjoyed that. I'm glad to hear that her and Jared are still together. And if you didn't listen to the open of the podcast, um, but you heard the interview with CJ. Sarah donated her $100,000 winnings from FBoy Island to the Thorn organization, which is a anti-human trafficking organization that uh, addresses the sexual exploitation of children. And it was started by Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore. So that's where the money is going. That's what I blanked on during the podcast because I had missed Sarah's live and I thought CJ knew. I think CJ did know that was one of the possibilities, but since she hadn't heard it directly from Sarah and Sarah hadn't finalized her announcement, she didn't want to say anything wrong, but I'm, I think she knew that was one of the possibilities. So very cool of Sarah to do that. I'm glad she did. And, um, you know, if you want to donate to Thorne, go ahead. Um, I did as well. Uh, once I heard that Sarah did it, um, gave a little donation as well. So thank you so much to CJ for coming on. I know it was a late night, but I really appreciate her doing that. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcasts. Very much appreciated. And we will be back next week with yet another podcast. We're starting the next 
200. I mean, we have 250 in the books. So now it's podcast number one of the next 250. If I do another 250. Oh, anyway. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to CJ. I'm Reality Steve. And we will talk to you next week. See you.